calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our supporters on Patreon. Sam Hilgas, Reese, and Jennifer Ward. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains strong existential dread, unreality, memory loss, character injury, and mentions of a natural disaster and disappearances. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. We have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hello and welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. We're your hosts. I'm Willow Truman. I'm Sequoia Kennedy. Sequoia, I have a rhetorical question for you. You do. Do you ever misplace your keys? Uh, yeah, all the time. I'm constantly losing my keys, looking for my keys. I spend half my life. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. Oddly, I don't because they're always on the lanyard that I wear, and I also don't have car keys, so I don't really have to worry about it. There you go. But I have been thinking a lot. As I've been like delving into Christian mysticism, Christian online conspiracy theories. Oh, all okay. these... it's that it's that kind of. Yes, uh, we're doing that. <laughs> that kind okay. of episode. Yes. All the mark of the beast conspiracies, like people being scared of microchips being uploaded into you. I'm kind of into it, actually. Oh, I'm so down. Chip me up. Chip me up. Mark baby. me up, dude. I... I'm a chip head. It is that type of episode today. Good. Apocalyptic Christian kind of. Maybe. Good. There's actually a lot going on here. Okay. It sounds like I'm setting this up to be a religious thing, and it kind of is, but it's also so much more. This comes to us from one of my Reddit explorations. Oh, good. Yes. Something where it's like, you read the post, you think, this person's crazy, you brush it off, but then you look into it, and it's like, oh my God, there's so much more here. But it's not- Oh my God, they're truly crazy. Yes. It doesn't lead back to the Ascended Masters, though, like most things do. You sure? No, (laughs) I'm never too sure. It's not about Q, not about theosophy, nothing like that. And yet it's- You sound scared. A little bit. 
Yeah. Because it's like a lot of things that we've seen before and yet also not like anything we've ever seen before. Hmm. Let's get into it. This week's subject is Oslo, the disappearing city. This how? Sequoia, have you ever heard of it before I mentioned it? No, of course. not even a little bit. I actually have, but only very recently and weirdly kind of synchronistically lining up with the script. I watched a documentary called The Institute about this ARG in San Francisco called the Jejun Institute. OK. And it said that Oslo was one of the locations for the Jejun Institute. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. But like Oslo, Norway. Yeah, it, I looked it up on the website and it didn't have a W at the end, but that's the only time that I'd heard of Oslo. Good documentary, though. Definitely suggest you look it up. This Oslo, Oslo, Nevada, weird shit going on there. Potentially some CIA connections. Ooh, there's always potentially CIA connections. You know, either they're looking into it or they're involved with it. It's not really entirely clear. They're involved with everything. Yes. <laughs> In any case, we got a juicy one. A juicy one. Yes. All right. We'll give the let's let's give the people the juice. Let's give the good folks at home some juice. I was um, poking around my usual subreddits as I'm one to do, looking at some abductee stories, and I saw somebody cross-reference another subreddit, r slash Oslo. Their comment said, "If you want to see the biggest abductee story to ever be documented, check this out." That that's a big claim. It is a big claim, and it's not one that I'm going to ignore because I'm bored and I'm stoned and I have nothing better to do. So I start reading. And? Oslo, Nevada. It's a small city somewhere in western Nevada. It's actually the seat of its own county. And it has a population of around 12,000 people, so it's not super large. It's in a pretty remote area, but it is large by our standards. It's a couple horse town. Couple horse. Three horses. Two and a half. Two and a half. We can agree on that. Yeah. It's not exactly the type of place that you'd expect to just disappear into thin air and everybody just forgets about it all of a sudden. No, no, that's 12,000 people. That's, it's a kind of a weird thing to say to yeah. you. Like, what does that even mean? People I'm, forgot about it, then re-remember, it disappeared. I still don't know what the fuck that means. It, okay, it didn't fully disappear. It actually is this the G- Is this the Christian thing? Did Jesus take him? No, this Did is, Jesus take him, put this him is back? the fifth Teletubby thing. How everybody forgot that a fifth Teletubby exists, but there's rumors that there was one. It's kind of like that. Okay. People are starting to remember. The intriguing thing is that people didn't seem to notice that Oslo disappeared until after it came back. Did, did Jesus put him back? Or did it ever even exist before? I don't know. There's a... Hmm. This sounds ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I think we should just read the first post on r slash Oslo and just get right into it. This comes to us from the user and also the creator of the subreddit, Go Fast Boats Mojito. This is, this is John McAfee. Fuck yeah. Can you imagine he's actually not dead? He's just posting on... He's just shit posting, dude. Yes, okay. What am I going to do? Here we go. Just imagine that this is uh, McAfee's voice or something. I need to write this somewhere in case I lose my memory again somehow. It already happened once, without me realizing it, and I don't know what's happening yet. Here's the deal. My 34 male- This is me from the future. Oh my god. (laughs) Now the gears are really turning. My 34 male sister, 28 female. Oh my god, it could be. No, she'd be 30. Yeah. Yeah. Lives in Oslo, Nevada. It's kind of close to the Sierra Nevada mountains, a little remote, but close-ish to Reno. She moved there five years ago, and I've been there to visit her twice. There's nothing particularly unusual about Oslo from what I remember, but a few weeks ago, right before I fell asleep, I had an extremely scary feeling that I can only call mental vertigo. 
It felt like I was suddenly aware that I was standing on the edge of a cliff when I didn't realize there was a canyon beneath me. The thing I'd forgotten? The existence of Oslo, Nevada. And more than that, my sister. I was suddenly aware that there were two weeks where all of my memories of her were missing from my brain. Hmm. That's, that's odd. Yes. I'm afraid that when you read that, you'll think I mean I just didn't think about my sister or Oslo for two weeks and that I'm having some kind of misplaced guilt about it. I was drunk. <laughs> what I mean is that I was suddenly aware of a blind spot in my brain that had just been refilled. And believe me, I tried to comfort myself into the belief that I was just forgetful and a stupid brother and I should really check in with my siblings more. Sequoia, could you forget about your sister for just two weeks with, entirely? No, I, I, I get drunk and I... Yeah, so start this telling is her not about normal. my problems. This is not normal. So he no. tries to convince himself that this is normal, but that didn't last That's long. not normal. When I got up the next morning, I figured I'd call my sister. The line didn't connect. I reached out to my other brother to see if he'd heard from her. He went through the same odd realization that I had the night before. He also couldn't reach her. With dread, I reached out to my parents. I'll never forget the sound of their shock and then terror as they also unsuccessfully tried to reach her. We don't know what's going on, and we're terrified. If anyone else has friends or family in the Oslo area, please reach out to me. I'm planning a trip there soon, to go find her myself, but any info in the meantime would be hugely helpful. Thanks for reading. All right, so when was that posted? February 16th. So, about a week ago? Uh, any follow-up? No. There has been no follow-up. And I gotta be honest, when I first read this, I kind of just brushed it off. Especially that part, like, with dread, I reached out to my parents and yeah, fucking yeah, terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, this okay, is... Okay, buddy. I'm, I'm coming down on creative writing right now, but... <laughs> yes. You know. But just follow along with me here, because like I said, this is a big rabbit hole. All right. There's a follow-up post from another user who claims that they knew the OP of the first post, and they went with him on his little excursion to Oslo. This one's pretty creepy. Do you want to read it, Sequoia? Yeah, let's do it. I wanted to give an update here about my friend since a lot of you have responded to it. I don't know where he is or if or when he'll be back. I don't know if he's alive. I have submitted a police report, but there's been little activity on it. His family is panicking, but they were okay with me sharing some details. I went with him to Oslo. I believed his panic because I've never seen him both that clear-headed and that terrified. We arrived near Oslo on February 20th, four days ago, although we had a really difficult time navigating to where the city was supposed to be. To our eyes, we couldn't see it at all. We got a bit closer by car, retracing where we knew the highways should run into it, and we stopped when we saw something like a massive, slightly shimmering film that stretched across the whole sky. My friend this whole time seemed to be feeling an unreal amount of dread the closer we got to the thing. I told him we shouldn't go any closer, but it's like he couldn't help it. He kept talking about needing to save his sister. He wouldn't listen to me. I watched him walk right into that weird barrier and disappear behind it. Whatever you do, do not approach Oslo. I know this is Reddit and people get all excited about doing the kind of spooky exploration shit that can get you killed or fucked up, but I'm dead serious about this. If you don't listen to my warning, I at least know I tried. So how much of this is, um, you know, verifiable? Oh, do you mean the part about the giant shimmering, like, thing of energy stretching across the sky? Yeah, did you, did you check the weather channel? Um, you see what Noah has to say about it? Okay. So even though it sounds completely unbelievable. Yeah, it just sounds like a creative writing. It does. I don't know. It's kind of, <laughs> it's, 
there's a weird feeling to this. No, I like, totally agree. Yeah. And I'm like laughing it off because I actually don't know what to make of this. There's something about like Oslo with a W. It's like, I feel like I'm getting like weird deja vu or something. Uh, um, no, I know. Ooh, I'm getting yeah. goosebumps right now too. Like literally, like actually. Okay. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with this. How much is real? How much isn't real? But we're going to try to figure it out as we go through the episode. All right. Well, how much more did you, uh, did you find? This rabbit hole goes so deep that I don't know if there is an end to it. It's a story of a bunch of intertwining supernatural disturbances, corrupt police department, religious weirdo chief of police, because, of course, underground CIA tunnels and. Oh, yeah. Get ready for this. Yeah. Uh, I'm teasing a shapeshifter. A shapeshifter. Because, of course, a shapeshifter. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's fucking get into it. Soul, February 16th, 2020. I'm recording this to safeguard my own memories. Something has happened to my friends. Oslo was already gone, but now. Now when I search for Oslo, there's stuff that comes up. A Reddit post. People who had friends and family in Oslo are realizing that it disappeared and they have questions. I don't know what's happening anymore and I can't reach any of them no matter what I try. I can't reach Kate, Ren, Sam, Jerry. I don't know if I'm in danger of forgetting them at this point or what's happening anymore. Oslo is back? Sort of? That's all I really know. Are my friends okay? Is all of this useless? Will I be able to reach them again? to keep going. The only thing that I know how to do is to keep going. Only a handful of pages survived my last attempt at mediumship. I'm about to attempt another one, but I don't know if it will do anything. All I know is that at some point, Sam succeeds in pulling Anna out of her timeline and into the source. Therefore, I have to believe that Sam and the rest of them are still alive in Oslo. Or where Oslo used to be and maybe is again. Oh, I hate this. I don't know if they're trapped in some otherworldly dimension or if they're just in some kind of dead zone. I can't accept that this has all been useless, though. My gut is telling me to keep trying, even with the silence. I'll figure this one out as I go. For now, I have to believe that they're still there, but unreachable. I can't do much about that right now, besides spend some time with Anna's remaining pages and see if there's anything else there. 
I blocked all the light from the doors and windows again, set up my chair, made out the pages, and got my one remaining candle ready to go. Looks like we're ready. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. I can do this. Think how proud Abuela would be. Pages. If there is more, I need to know. Please tell me. Signal. Link. Time. Grows. Am I looking for a signal? Am I giving a signal? Giving. Time grows. Is that what's happening to them in Oslo? Are they caught in a kind of... Bubble. Bubble. Oil and trouble. Fire. Burn. This time, I broke out of the trance before the fire came all the way through. Oh. Maria Sol, February 18th, 2020. I'll admit it, jumping straight into hardcore mediumship has not been easy on my body. I tried to look up some tips for how to do this on the internet, but it's clear that this kind of practice is meant to be built up, like over a long period of time. I suppose I'm lucky that I've only been in bed for two days. I'm still unable to reach anyone in Oslo. I'm starting to feel better, so I'm hoping that I'll be able to drive to Nevada and see what's going on. I haven't even been home for three whole weeks, and now I'm getting ready to leave again. I miss my family already. I need to pick me up. Are you recording? I am. Ahem. I, Anna Sheridan, do of sound mind and body, bequeath my collection of Junji Ito to one Maria Soul in its entirety. 
It has served me well and terrifyingly, and therefore it is passing into Maria's hands to be treasured for the rest of her days. Was that good? Do you want me to do it again? That was perfect. Thank you. I shall treasure it well. We are so close, Anna. We are so close to finding you. I'm not giving up. I promise. Be there soon, Mivita. something else? No, everything's fine with my room. I just... I wanted to ask about how things have been around here. I, uh... I have some friends around here. <sighs> well then, I'm sorry for your misfortune. What do you mean? That town that used to be up the road ain't there anymore. And the people that have been coming by to see it well, some of them didn't come back. Wouldn't recommend going out at night, if I were you. I've tried telling everyone, but they don't listen. Everyone? All these... mystery hunters. They think they're following some kind of fun internet story, but it's... It's worse than that. Much worse. So, there's been a lot of people coming through here? <laughs> More business these past few days than I've seen in the last year. And it's getting busier every day. Won't keep me in business, though. You mean you're going to have to shut down? I'm choosing to. My family has owned this place for close to 50 years. I'm not giving it up easy. You have to understand. I stayed after what happened in Agate Shore. Most people didn't. But seeing a whole town disappear. One you've lived in. Went to school in. One that you know for sure exists. Well, that's just too much for me. I know they say the devil lives in Nevada. And now I believe it. Well, thank you for everything. Sure thing. I... I hope you find your friends. Thanks. Maria Soul, February 21st, 2020. I'm staying at the closest operational motel I could find, which is 15 minutes outside of Agate Shore, which is where I am now. I figured this was as good a place to start as any. I'm still in my car. Haven't wanted to get out yet. I feel just as creeped out now as I did the last time I was here. The vegetation is still unnaturally large, even in winter, but the air is full of birds and insects now. Here. Ah, 
I cannot stress enough how much this kind of life shouldn't be here in the high desert in February. It's been a week since my friends disappeared, and there's still no sign of them. I called Peter soon after it happened, and we've been staying in contact ever since. He's beside himself, unsurprisingly, but right now he's trying to focus on caring for Andrew. I've managed to convince him to stay in Canada so far, but I suspect he'll lose his patience sooner or later, despite how dangerous the situation is. And despite how much I keep stressing that fact. But anyway, yeah, I'm at Agate Shore now. I don't know what I'm looking for exactly, but I figured I'd look for clues around the lake first. Anna's projections said that the well should be manifesting somewhere around here. That's the key to all of this, apparently. Maria Sol, February 24th, 2020. I have been over every inch of this lake twice. I've managed to avoid the talons of some rather large ravens and some other birds I don't recognize. I've shaken off beetles and crawling things I definitely didn't recognize, and I'm no longer convinced that any of them have a natural origin. Oh, also, my motel let me know this afternoon that they're shutting down for good tomorrow morning. Apparently, the manager keeps having these horrible nightmares about falling into a void every night. Lovely. They did tell me I could stay in the room free of charge if I had nowhere else to stay. Well, after I pressed them. They also warned me that the water and power would be turned off at the end of the month, and they couldn't guarantee my safety. Which, I mean... That's fine with me. I can't even give myself that guarantee. Honestly, I need to see how close I can get to Oslo. I've been afraid to go any further than this until now, but I have to. I just can't stop thinking. If people could approach black holes on their own, would they know when they're in too deep? When there's no escape? <laughs> That's just the kind of question that I wish I could ask Ren. Maria Sol, February 25th, 2020. I tried to approach Oslo near Jerry's house to see if I could recognize any of the landmarks around there, and then, I had to stop. I was just filled with this enormous sense of dread. I mean, I must still be at least two miles from Jerry's, but once I stopped, I noticed, well, I'm just sitting in my car now, staring at it. How do I describe this? I saw this artist on the Santa Monica Pier one time on a date with Anna. He had a small easel set up with a canvas, looking out at the shoreline. I watched as he began to paint the scene that existed behind the canvas, color matching the sand, the waves, the sky, 
even bits of the umbrellas or people that stayed still long enough to be counted. By the time he was done, you could barely tell where the sky above ended and his canvas began. But even so, the world that he painted was too static, too neat. The illusion was broken the moment someone crossed behind the canvas. Like it was showing a portal into a quieter, deader shoreline. That's what I feel like I'm looking at now, ahead of me. What I see is clean, empty desert. But I know, I know that at this point, the road should continue in a downward curve off to the left. I should be able to see a swath of rural homes, some distant farmland, the dotting of trees on the horizon near Santa Lucia. see the edges of it. It's like, well, whatever it is, it's huge. It looks kind of round. It's arching over. God, that must be over a huge portion of the Oslo area. Because, right, because at this point, the city starts to come into view. It's... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, now I can see just enough light refracting off this bubble. And now I can see the difference, just like with that artist. I'm going to see if I can get any closer with my van. I'm going to attempt to throw a rock at this barrier thing. It just, it's gone. some trash out of my car in my hurry to leave yesterday, which 
Yeah, my bad. But now, it's nowhere to be seen. And sure, it could have just blown away. But it got me thinking. Time grows. That's one of the messages that came through my medium session. I'm not sure what this all means yet, but maybe I can test it. There. A rocky heart for Oslo. Now, that shouldn't blow away. Oh my god. Oh my god! Oh, wait, uh, Maria Sol, February 27th, 2020. It worked! I was right. Those rocks I laid down yesterday aren't here anymore. They're behind where the edge of this bubble is now. I can't even get close to where they were when I placed them. I estimate I'm maybe a half mile further down the road this time. Time grows! Uh, can Kate and Sam and all of them see those rocks now? I guess they'd have to venture all the way out here for no reason to see it, but... I want them to see. I want them to know that I'm out here looking for them. Okay, so looking at this map, I'm guessing that the bubble has expanded by close to a mile since I first came out here. I could sure is 16 to 17 miles away from my current location, so... If this trend holds, the bubble will touch the lake in uh, about a month. Signal. Lake. What kind of signal am I supposed to create with the lake? And what kind of signal would possibly help? I mean, do they just need to know that I'm still out here? Ugh. Anna would have the perfect answer. Maria Sol, March 5th, 2020. Well, wouldn't you know it, the eastern edge of the bubble is several miles closer to the lake than it was last time. And I know what I want to leave for Sam now. The tape with Anna's projection. The one that explains how he's supposed to find Anna and the nature of the well, and how he'll have to enter the well to find her. If the well will be at the lake, then I can only assume that means the lake needs to be claimed by this bubble before Sam can do anything. So now I'm just waiting out the days. Maria Sol, March 15th. 2020. Hi, Anna. Just wanted to talk to you out loud. I hope we'll see each other again soon. I've been really afraid to say that, out loud especially, but things being as they are, I might as well say it. Maria Sol, March 20th, 2020. Sure enough, Peter couldn't stand the distance anymore. He's getting on a flight to Reno a few days from now. He should be getting here soon after that. 
You know, I'm honestly surprised that he lasted over a month. I've filled him in as much as I can, and he wants to be here. He said he wants to be here when they all make it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Maria Soul. And Peter Slate. March 29th, 2020. See, you got it. <sighs> Thanks, Maria. You were right about the barrier shifting. It's a lot further out now. It is. See how it's arching around the lake? It's still maybe a mile out from the water, but it must just be waiting for the perfect time to absorb it. I'm guessing it'll happen by the 31st. Oh, you've been keeping great records. Thank you. I mean, I've had to. I found this old paper map in the motel lobby. No one was using it, so... Anyway, I've just been making these markings on here. See? Oh, clever. Yeah. My maps app stopped working correctly a while ago. Well, shall we? Let's do it. Let's throw these ones closer, if you can. You've got it. Um, Sorry, it's the adrenaline. I played uh, football in high school. Okay, okay. Don't get ahead of yourself. Here. You figure this will get their attention? Well, if the colors don't catch their eye, I'm hoping the rubber chicken will. Fair enough. What's that? Another tape? Yeah. This is the most important one. It's the one that I really, really need them to hear. Please, universe. Mother Mary. Hell. Please, Saint Anthony. Let Sam find this. for the Oslo stuff? Have you seen anyone go in? What, a human person? Go in there? No. No, I wouldn't recommend that. Come on, get a video of me. <laughs> I'll cut you a deal. If this goes viral, I'll give you 10% of any advertising or merchandising that comes of it. No development deals, though. What is happening? Sorry, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of a writer. I have my own YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Anyway, here's my phone. Uh, sorry, we can't help you. <sighs> Come on, sir. Can you help me? Hey, she's the videographer, not me. Sorry, buddy. Oh my god! I have the worst luck. Am I going to have to take a selfie video? Maria 
of Seoul, March 30th, 2020. Sunset at Agate Shore. I don't know whether it's the last one it'll ever see or just the last normal one for a bit. The bubble has sort of bent around the whole lake, but there's still this narrow opening at the end where I came through. I probably shouldn't be in here. It's like wandering into a tiger's jaws. Still, the sunset is being refracted across the water, glittering all over the surface of this bubble. Sure, it's evil, but it's got shimmer. Signal. Lake. Farewell, hammer. Fly high. Ugh. Let's talk about that tarot card, the Six of Cups. Yes, let's, because I've really been looking forward to this card perfectly represents everything going on here because it relates to the home, nostalgia, memories. Yeah. It's, and it's reversed. Yeah, exactly. Like Six of Cups is nostalgia, simplicity, longing for something in the past. It's the thing that is your emotional core, your home, you know, but reversed, it can be the dark side of all of that. The memories that keep you trapped, the home you can't escape um the home that when you go back to it you realize why you left and why you don't really visit or call that much yeah or the home that you dream about getting out of you know right yeah and it makes me think about also all of those people first of all like trapped in oslo oslo itself as a place and all of the people impacted by it that either like aren't believed by other people or don't even believe themselves because it's all just so crazy and they don't know what's real or fake which is something that i can relate to yeah, I mean, like the Six of Cups reverse piece of not necessarily like needing to move on, but it's sort of like the thing that's keeping you from moving, so from then, moving on and, and going into the future. What do we think is going to happen for the future of Oslo? I mean, what kind of, what future is there? You know, it's like kind of dire. Sometimes that just becomes the story. I guess that's up to the people of Oslo to figure out for themselves. Here's hoping they can. The Sheridan Tapes, episode 94, Signal Sent to a Distant Strand. Starring Sequoia Kennedy and Willow Truman as themselves, Omitola Lomas as Maria Soul, Aaron Neely Jacotas as Anna Sheridan, Dee Sumner as the motel owner, Ian DePriest as a superfan, and James Kane as Peter Slate, with original music by Jesse Hogan. The Nonsense Bazaar was created by Sequoia Kennedy and Willow Truman, and the theme was created by Willow Truman. Check out The Nonsense Bazaar on your podcasting platform of choice for more explorations of the spooky, the strange, and the nonsensical. 
This episode was written and produced by Virginia Spots with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate interviews on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridantapes and on Instagram at thesheridantapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner. And you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.